0: And welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read. As I read it, there's no set schedule. It's just whenever I finish the book, I do the review. Stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And also, you can't be nodding along with me as I'm saying the introduction. I'm sorry, going I'm saying yes sorry, I'm my head it right. with you. <laughs> yeah, but it felt like you were nodding to go, yes, you've got that right. Next one, next <laughs> one. All right, so today we're going to be talking about a book which was recommended on Goodreads. Oh, um, by by uh, whom? Oh, actually, look at it here. By Ziven, mm. um, and Zivin said a worthwhile read from the Audible Plus catalog. Oh. This was he said, he said this back in December. He recommended this. More than human from 1953 holds up surprisingly well for a book from 1953. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I added it to my to, to read list.
1: Wow, well, and, and it's in see. the
0: and it's in the Audible library. And uh, oh, the, sorry, the free library on Audible. Yes. And uh, so uh, I just downloaded it there and it was just in my phone. So the next time I was like, hey, what book should I read? I got to it. Who and, wrote this book? Uh, Theodore Sturgeon. I'm going to get to that in a second. But okay. I just want to say, if you also want me to read a book or you want Juliana to read a book or you want us both to read a book or even even these days, it seems like a novella because we're both reading a novella at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and this book that we're talking about today by uh, More Than Humans started off as a novella.
1: Oh, um, Okay. So, Okay. Uh,
0: but it was expanded out to novel length but we'll get to that in a minute yeah we do read it so we, we do get to some of these suggestions not all of them we do get to some of them um, so go over to goodreads.com become a friend of mine my name's Luke Burridge there. Become a friend of Juliana, <laughs> but also become a, a member of the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. And there you can suggest books in the books I would like to see review, reviewed book in that You can also leave um, feedback, episode feedback in the episode feedback thread and just other general chatting. It's a very low volume discussion forum. It's very nice. Thing. And um, I
1: think this... Um... No,
0: I'm saying it's low volume. So if you sign up, you're not going to get notifications like every no. day that someone's posted. It'll be like a few posts a week is yeah. generally what happens. It's it's very so. relaxed. Yeah. Also so. on
1: on the um, episode suggestion, no what's it called? You...
0: Books I would like to see reviewed.
1: Yes. This what? thread. Um, I think uh, other people read this as well, and then think, "Oh, yeah. I would, I could read this yeah, that's book good too." Thing.
0: So, what people do is, if you recommend a book to us and we don't get to it, if so, if another person recommends the same book, and then another person recommends, recommends, like the, the if the reviews start backing each other up, or not the reviews, when if the recommendations mm-hmm. start backing each other up, we we're more than more likely to get to a book. Um, so, should we get to today's book? Absolutely. I read this book. Oh Well, I listened to this book because um, uh, it's in the Audible free, free library, Audible free catalogue. Let me bring up my notes here because I made some uh, full notes that I want to get through here. Um, so I uh, added it to my to read list on the 18th of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, I, and it says on Goodreads, I finished it on February the 12th. Okay. I finished this book. Um,
1: That's quite long.
0: It's quite a. What do you mean? It's quite like, a long I mean, time it's ago. Not
1: time that it took you.
0: Yeah, but uh, recently, like last last week, I listened to it again in, pre- in preparation oh, okay. to to get to it again. And this is what I'm going to do. So my I'm going to do sort of like a kind of uh, response criticism of like what it felt like to read the book for the first time. Yeah, and then how how different it was when I read it the second time. And I'm going to give people a way to read this book. Which is which will hopefully get them into the book and appreciate it more.
1: Okay, while well, while reading it for the first time. While reading it for yeah. the first
0: time, because here is the thing: my first read back in February, it was a bit ho hum because it was part one. Ho hum. Yeah, ho hum. Like, um, uh, not really getting into this book. Okay. Because it starts off with, um, like, the quite a few disconnected stories, which which don't really tie together very okay. well. Um. And, uh, and there's a good reason for that, which I'll get onto in a minute. But mm-hmm. it's really telling like the stories of quite a few young children. And it's difficult to get into because these children are not having a good time. You know, oh, no. there's a lot of abuse. There's one which is an orphan. Mm. Another one which is like, you know, there's this domineering father and he's like, I want to be an engineer. And it's like, you won't be an engineer, you'll be a doctor. But then, you know, that doesn't work out. and Aww. And sort of like, you know, like, hey, I made this radio from scratch. And the father just breaks it apart. Oh. But it gets worse other people worse. Are be- yeah yeah and then there's this like very religious like crazy father bringing up two daughters and mm. that ends really really badly there's just like neglect and other kinds of child abuse oh, and no. murder suicide oh, involving oh. children and it's like how re- long does this go on it's quite a big chunk of the start of this book and I'm like this is pretty rough now the writing was good mm. the characters were interesting the situations were you know also interesting mm. um, and one of the one of these kids is taken in um, by a um by a a family uh, but then then a mother dies in childbirth, and mm. like, and then there's a you know disabled you know um, uh, what they in the book. This is all written in 1953 or earlier, mm. so a lot of the story like, a lot of the the terminology of kids, the language, calling, yeah, yeah, it's like oh this this kid's an idiot, this one's a retard, this one's a mongoloid, and I'm like oh my those, god, th- those are some Ooh. things that you don't really uh, get in modern fiction at all. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the characters are, are black, and they're the Negro children and things like <sighs> so. Okay. yeah, it's uh, so but you have again, to it,
1: read it through this kind no, of. Th- no, the thing Knowledge is of- it is
0: actually for 1951 the book is actually surprisingly progressive you know mm. like the because it's also it's told quite a bit from like a child's point of view mm. and the children don't understand that they're of playing with black children yeah. and they're like oh this is fine and then the mother comes out and is sort of like slaps the kid like why well, are you got these you know got mm. these n words in the house you know mm. and you're like oh okay this is mm. uh, this is pretty well but again it's set in Um, you know I'm not sure exactly where it is but like Pennsylvania or Appalachia so we're somewhere like you know country country bumpkin area in this time
1: in the in the, in the 1950s in the book yeah so but it also plays out in the 1950s in the book yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. time yeah. we're in
0: yeah it actually says at some points where um they're like oh they this kid well actually some of it's set in earlier than that because mm-hmm. at one point they're like when it's backstory time someone comes up and sort of like all right who are we gonna sign up for the for the uh for the second world war so mm-hmm. like in the yeah. like in the run-up to 90 in the 1950s yeah. and like and they took one look at this one kid and they're like okay no <laughs> not that one <laughs> okay. because it tells the story about all these children mm. who are individually abused and deficient mentally mm. but they've all got some mental like you know like the magical like the 1950s 1960s magical science fictional uh things that were was there like yeah. telepathy yeah and like super the x-men thinking.
1: kids like the You know, the the children that go to the X-Men Academy. But
0: think about them. But if they like one of them is Down syndrome and uh, and another's can't speak at all and the other ones are complete idiots. And but again, when they come together, they become what do they become? Great more than human, oh, uh like ah. the title of the of book, course. so the idea is that they they get together and they benefit each other by mm. some of them being able to think better and some of them being able oh, to talk okay. and some of them being able to interact with adults um, but also some of them being able to teleport and mm. others being able to you know telepathy yeah telepathy yeah. themselves and yep. and telekinesis, you know yes. that kind okay. of stuff, so you that get makes those, sense uh, and they get together and and that's that's kind of the the story of that first mm. book, unfortunately. None of that is really needed at that point in the story.
1: What do you mean needed? What is not needed?
0: Because the book, the original story, is mm-hmm. part two of oh. this of this novel. Oh, it was written part two, which again you only find out later on. This is a fix-up novel, but the first novella that was written is which is part two, which has got a subtitle it's called "Baby Is Three. Mm. Um. And this was the original short story or novella that was originally published and was such, such a big hit that Theodore Sturgeon said, hey, I've got a hit on my hand here. This is actually really good material. What I'm going to also do is write a follow-up story... Which is part three of this book, right? And also write a prequel. You know how to that this sounds story. like. What does it sound like?
1: It reminds me very much of uh, the Star Wars h- yes. <laughs> history. And it thing. was
0: only, but I, the thing is, this on my first read through, I didn't realize this. Okay. But when I got into part two, yeah. straight away the writing like sprang off the page. The character suddenly a new character turned up, which wasn't actually a new character. Was mentioned, but it doesn't matter. Don't forget about that. Um, the, the the main character turns up, and it's. The whole second part is like a single scene, which is a a day long psychiatry session with um, Jerry, who is, you know, the main character, who's this 15 year old kid. Yeah. um, But like an underdeveloped orphan kid. So Mm. he looks younger than he is or whatever. Ah. Um, And it's then him telling the story. To the psychologist, and the psychologist really drilling down, and there's some really. This is the this is the part you
1: understand why that part was the big hit. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, oh, this is why this novel is called a classic. It's not the. It's part one is not classic. Part one is is well written, but like an incoherent mess. It's an add on, (laughs) Uh, and but it was because I was like, oh, this is a fix-up novel because that middle section, like part two, Mm. is really really strong, Mm. and it's about him trying to work out like oh why did I do this thing? I'm not going to give out, give away what he mm-hmm. did. Why did I do this thing? Um, And the psychiatrist is sort of like, well, you've got some suppressed memories in there where there's some trigger words. And it's all like, you know, like the the, the fun, like psychiatry kind of stuff, which is really strong in 1950s and 1960s. when they
1: discovered Uh, this kind of. Yeah,
0: less so in 1970s and 80s, but it does still creep in there. Mm. But, you know, Mm. like the the scene where someone sits down and just talks to a psychiatrist Mm. is a really great framing story Mm -hmm. in its own right. Mm. And Jerry is a really interesting character. And the psychiatrist is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And what he's doing, Jerry is actually telling the psychiatrist everything that he the, everything that's going on yeah. but also but there's some stuff which is hidden from Jerry's mind right. and the psychiatrist is trying to do it and of course the psychiatrist doesn't believe anything's happening because the story is about you know um, telekinesis and yeah. transportation and right. all that stuff so
1: the, the the psychiatrist goes in there thinking like oh this, this person has some mind troubles all this fantasy by, stuff by thinking yeah. that happened and yeah. not really that happened yeah
0: part two is a five-star book. Like, if, if, oh. if the whole book was that quality, five stars, okay. even though it's really dated, that is some really, really strong storytelling. Okay. Like, really strong storytelling dated, mm-hmm. but also, and uh, this is uh, what uh, Ziven mentioned when back here he says because it is set mostly in its own time and it's not based on technology, we are spared the wrenching anachroni- anachronisms. <laughs> I can't say the word of a future as imagined by an author in the early 1950s because this book is set in 1950. Mm-hmm. But something weird is happening over on the side there, mm-hmm. and these and these more than human people are trying to keep themselves uh, like um, out, of the so, yeah, out of the way. Yeah, out of the way, secret yeah. because you know mm-hmm. they're they're off in the woods, literally. In the woods doing their own thing mm. here's the thing as i was reading this middle section i was like i've read this before <laughs> <laughs> like 20 years no. ago, 20 years ago how yeah, you yeah uh, I've, this middle section really stood out to me like it was like, really as, good as the
1: novella as a as short the,
0: story as or... that novella in that middle section yeah. baby is three that middle section uh, um, as it was coming to the end I was like this is really familiar and then they start about talking about homo gestalt which is the the gestalt means something like lots of different parts of the mind coming together to create consciousness mm. which is bigger than the sum of its parts this is actually you know stuff in your own in human brain
1: Sounds very much like Freud kind of Uh, origin. But here's the thing.
0: In the psychology (laughs) section, there's actually the the discussion that the psychologist has a sort of like, okay, what model of psychology are we going to have with? Is your brain an onion that you peel back different layers and Mm. get down to something in the center? Or Mm. is it this other kind? You know, they're actually it's a it's a book about psychology using different people as different parts of the brain and Mm. different parts of humanity. And actually at the end is saying, hey, this is all this, you know, these are the different parts of humanity. Yeah. Imagine if these different parts of a human and humanity were spread out in different bodies. Which reminds me of lots of other people. This has been done in science fiction, be- like since maybe. But yeah. this this Homo gestalt. And when they were talking about this, I was like, I remember reading this section of the book. Okay. And it turns out this this uh, this middle section, or this has been, uh, uh, you know, this more than human. Um, the, the the or baby is three was published in various different places. You know um and and so it's very it's like i say it was very re- very recognizable to me when i actually get into that part i was like oh i've actually i think i've read this before but maybe it was part time, of
1: like a school thing a
0: school no, read no, no it's not no no you would never get away even in the 1980s or 1990s when i went to school this book is so dated and the language of this book is so dated you couldn't get away with okay. reading this stuff in okay. in school right um because there's lots of racism in the book. And again, that's not to say that the book is racist. I'm yeah. saying that, that there's just l- like racist people and racism in the book. Yeah.
1: But I think that could be... a. a- a fun thing to then dissect in class, yeah, you know, it could be. going in, and look, look backwards and see. Oh, in 1953, this is how it was. just But written.
0: there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on. Anyway, so the book yeah. ends yeah. with this message to say, "Aha!" But there's actually something else that we probably need to be completely human. Okay. Uh, or like to, to fill all the roles of humanity. Yeah. And um, and then there's part three of the book. Uh, which is called morality. And of course, it kind of, it's already, unfortunately, the end of part two, which is really strong, gives away the end or what the message of part three is, which means Mm. we've got all these different parts of the mind, but we don't have a moral centre. We don't have a... a, a, Something
1: needs to decide over all the things.
0: We have consciousness, but we don't have a conscience, you know. And so pretty much as you go into book three, you're reading like, oh well thanks Theodore Sturgeon for already predicting what would be needed (laughs) at the end of book two or the end of part two and then you're like oh let's write part three and you're like oh all of part three is being let down by me knowing what this new this this character is so Mm. okay but it's, it's it was fine because and then part three is very well done. But again, it's about somebody who they're not going to a psychologist; they're just getting help from a friend. Or you're like, who's this person? Mm. And you realise it's one of the one of the characters in from previously in the book is helping out this guy called Hip, um, is his nickname. His, his real name is Hippocrates, and this is oh. this is because uh, <laughs> his father was like a, a doctor and was like, yes, being a doctor is the most important thing. Yeah. But again, it does make it a bit weird that the the main character who you think is going to become the conscious or the ethical ethical guideline of this mm. new human of Homer Gestalt, his name is Hippocrates, and you're like, oh, okay, L- maybe a little it's bit a too heavy handed. Yeah. Either way, it works. It's very good, but it is about hip. Like losing, not fully understanding what's going on and, and doesn't have memories mm. and him recovering memories. But that's also what part two was with Jerry. Oh, okay. He was trying mm. to recover memories. Right. So part three feels like very much like a replay of part two. It's very good, mm. but it does feel a bit like a replay of part two. Okay. But it's got, a, it's got a very strong end.
1: So part three is definitely stronger than part one.
0: Yes, part one. So that was my my experience of reading it the first time, but not knowing that it was a fix-up novel, just going, well, part one was very weak, part two was very, very strong, and part three was good, but kind of lived in the shadow of part one. Two. Sorry, part two. Hmm. And, oh, also... There is a main mystery in Part 3 mm-hmm. that Hip doesn't know w- what's going on. There's something that he's looking for and searching for. And like, you know, why did I lose his memory? What's so important? Do we know about it as a reader? Yeah, because we've, we've already been told the, 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 all the, we've been told what they, he's looking for and we know what's going on mm. because we read Part 1. Mm. And there's something that happens quite near the end of Part 1, like mm. right in that last few pages of Part 1, yeah. which explains what the main mystery is in Part 3. Huh. And I was like, oh, this isn't very good. So here's the thing. Second time... Last week, I listened to this audiobook again. Yeah. Because it's like eight hours long, you know, not a huge audiobook. That's manageable. I actually went into my second listen of it as Mm. as an audiobook. I went back into it thinking, hey, what I should do. I really enjoyed part two. Let me re-listen to part two again and, you know, and get that fresh in my mind for when we review it at the weekend. And then we didn't get to review it. So I was like, well, I'll just continue into part three and Mm. listen to that. And I really enjoyed part three again. And then I was like, well, might as well. You know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's go back to part one and just listen to part one, even though I didn't enjoy it. And it really shows how much of a prequel that is. Because at one point they're like, hey, let's just do a chapter introducing this young kid who's Hippocrates and his father's a doctor and I was like oh I would f- even forgot this this character ah. existed I didn't even realise by the time I got to part 3 who this, this that ch- he was really mentioned. early on he mm. was mentioned in part 1 mm. but by the time I'd like got through and listened to part 2 I'd forgotten that this guy who was introduced again as an mm. adult in part 3 was this a, you know, like this kid with a domineering father in part 1 because mm. he's only he's mentioned in part 1 and then just discarded That's... I, the same thing happens with this character Alicia like I realised she was connected to part one But actually Everything that Her character Goes through In that middle section Is not needed Like you don't need The backstory In fact it reduces The the, the second time round mm. When I knew Who she was Like well Put it this way Like in my weird reading mm. It kind of diminished it A bit mm. Knowing Like what her strong backstory is, and it's kind of a disappointing character moment for her in part two, Mm -hmm. knowing what she's gone through in part Part one. one. Okay, you know, and how like what 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 the connection is there, and it kind of undermines some stuff which was like put there. So yes, when you say about a prequel, like is this a Star Warsy kind of prequel? (laughs) uh, It is. Well, it isn't because well, I know. Put it this way, even the prequels, even if they're of the Star Wars, even if they're a bit incoherent, Mm-mm. there is like one story in mind that yes. is being told. Yeah. Which, uh, again, it might be being told bad, might be being told good, and there are kind of references which on things that don't make sense, like unless, <laughs> oh, like what's this character doing? Oh, so yeah. it turns out that Yoda knew Chewbacca back in the yeah. day, or what yeah. you know, all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. You're like, yeah. oh, that doesn't make sense, yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't then diminish like something, you know. But if you read it in that direction, you mm. know, you know, you know what you some know of the, the reveals. outcome, yeah. But don't you want to? What don't you want to watch? you know empire strikes back and when the moment comes uh, yeah you want Luke, to be surprised your by father it. Yeah. you know there's different kind of things so that's why when people say ah when we, when you watch star wars you should do it in the machete order which is go one no sorry uh, i was going to say one but you can't use them num- you can't use numbers when you're talking about star trek yeah. you've got to go What's... um yeah star wars yeah you have got to go um a new hope episode 4 uh, then but uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Then go back and watch the prequels. Although the original machete order means actually don't even bother with Episode One. Just go two, three, like that. Mm-hmm. So you go, you go one, two. Luke, I am your father. And go what? Let go back and fill in the details, and then watch um, Episode Six, which kind of wraps everything up. If you know what I mean. Okay. So the machete order is uh, four, four five, five, two, three, six. Okay. And you can put one in there, but it it doesn't always make sense. You know.
1: To, to me. What? To be honest, what? I still think the the order I watch the stuff, yeah. which is the the release order. Yeah,
0: Chrono- yeah, release chronological order makes the most sense. Yes, yeah.
1: absolutely. I'm because, just saying there is you, a way. It, there might be ways, but I think the emotional reaction that you get yeah. by the original release order yeah. is just so much stronger than any other yes, order. Uh,
0: for you, but here's the point. Then you end with a weak movie like you end with if you're going to finish the on the thing is episodes, i don't think
1: episode 6 is weird uh no oh, three.
0: episode 3 all oh,
1: right episode 3 is yeah you end with episode 3
0: which is kind of ending on a downer yeah. and not a triumph yeah. and also not a great movie no. not a, not the worst movie just in just watch uh, 4 str- 5 and 6 so, yeah, yeah, that would be the first thing. Just watch four, five, and six. But if you're going to watch them... No, but it's, the, the machete order is actually good because it's got this internal logic, like, right. no, I am your father. Huh. And then you see Anakin, you know, turn to the dark side. Mm. And then when you come back at the, the, the start of episode... Um, 6, you Mm -hmm. know, at Return of the Jedi, Luke is wearing all black. And you're like, And that makes sense. And you're like, oh, he's wearing all black. Does that mean he's turning (gasps) to the dice And the first thing that you do is you just see him going around choking people. You know, he goes into when he goes in to save Han Solo. He's just choking people, like choking the guards and being like a badass. But like, you know, you're like, oh, no, wait, choking people. That's not Jedi. That's Sith. You know, that's kind of of Darth Vader. Signature trick. (laughs) Signature trick of Darth Vader is choking people. But yeah, then, you know, then there's the 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 thing. And I'm not, even, this was oh, all the uh, machete order comes from before the, the makes... the, la- the latest three garbage movies. Yes. Well, well,
1: anyway, anyway, coming what I'm to trying this... <laughs> to say
0: is here's my machete order for the, the Burridge order. No, this is my, no, This yeah, this is me doing a machete order for more than human. <sighs> yeah. Start with part two. Cause Babby is three is a really, really, really strong strong thing like strong story yeah then go to part three yeah some of the idea, like I say, oh, we've got these different parts of the body, but the bit we're missing is the ethics morality center and Hi- Hippocrates can go in and be there. That's fine. It, that's already given away and I've already given it away now. But the main central thing that Hippocrates is like, what's the main mystery? What's the main MacGuffin? As yeah. uh, as Zivan mentioned it here, he says there's only one, one thing, you know, there's only one MacGuffin, science fiction mm. MacGuffin in this book. Mm. That is what this... Guy is trying to work out, mm. and it's really good for you to work it out along along with, with that him. person, and not
1: already knowing it, and then yeah, seeing somebody struggling, and and, and <laughs> also
0: there's this really good there's this really good section at the very end of mm. part three, which I'm not going to give away, but there's kind of like this like pullback reveal, and mm. you're like and you're like ooh that's really, but of course it's not paid off, but it's more of like a a bit of a twist at the end, yeah. which goes ooh like that, and you can experience all of that fresh, and then if you really want to go back and read like the prequel stuff of right. these of from these kids yeah. and find out what happened and, and how Lone you know who Lone was who's mentioned in mm. this in the in book two and I do think this is the way that I read it the second time round mm-hmm. and I do think that's the best way to read it because the, the, the third book sorry the then the first part will make more sense right. and it'll be because you know what's going you know to happen to these characters by then. you know the characters so when yeah. this character's introduced you're not like who's this character yeah. who then disappears for the next six hours of the audio if you yeah. listen to it as an audiobook disappears for six hours of the audio and then comes back in at the yeah. end you're like oh that get, like it's only mm-hmm. the second read through you're like oh Hippocrates hip was mentioned right here in like mm-hmm. chapter one or two and then disappeared for six mm-hmm. hours and then comes back in the last three hours of the audio book or yeah. whatever like yeah. it, it's better I think it is better that way okay my second read through this book I enjoyed it a lot more because I did accidentally did this thing I was like oh I'll just read it in the order you know of, that I enjoyed it the most no but here you go part two okay baby is three part um three. part 3 morality and then go back and read part 1 which is called the fabulous idiot yeah um don't start with the fabulous idiot because it's it, again if it, it the writing is very good quality writing but again as a standalone piece of fiction mm. or even as an introduction to part 2 and part 3 it's not very good it hasn't worked very well
1: that's so, a pity that like okay let's say this uh, Sturgeon guy yeah, Theodore Sturgeon. He had this really good second story. Barbie yeah, Bobby is three, and then the publishers came and said, like, "I don't know how it worked, but you know they decided to make it into a bigger, longer novel thing." And, and then by doing that, yeah diminishing no but or like you changing, you're not going to get a novella
0: but... it says here like this book was um, yeah, well nowhere is it here on this so it was like it was a reception you know it was it was included in the Library of America two volume box set um, uh, of the nine classic novels of the 1950s you know it's it's got mm. all these awards for being a novel as just that short story novella in the middle mm. like a part two you can't get it, it these, it's not a novel of course it's not, not a novel oh. so it doesn't have these Longevity doesn't have, and it doesn't even have the same meat to the story. You know, Mm. it doesn't have the same weight. A novella just doesn't have the same weight as a novel. It won't be classed as great literature like a novella. Novellas aren't always. Oh, it's much more difficult for that to be classed as a great novel. Absolutely. And this is Theodore Sturgeon. I was just looking up here as well. Theodore Sturgeon, 1918 to 1985, considered one of the grandfathers of contemporary science fiction and dark fantasy. Like for example, here it says he he uh, credits two episodes of the original 1960s Star Trek series in which he created the Vulcan mating ritual and the expression "live long and prosper." Oh. You know, he's, I like this as well. He is also credited as, as credited as the inspiration for Court Vonnegut's recurring fictional character Kilgore Trout, which I think is quite funny. <laughs> so uh, Theodore Sturgeon, Sturgeon, yeah, is, Sturgeon a is a kind of a fish, and uh, and Kil Kilgore Trout. So Sturgeon and Trout I have knew that before, but uh, but
1: that's that's cute.
0: It is cute. Here's my review. Yeah. My first time reading it, I was very dissatisfied with the part one. Yeah. And then part two, I was blown away by. And part three, I was kind of like, this would have been good if this. So it's a very if- inconsistent book. It's an inconsistent book because it wasn't written as a novel. Yeah. It was written as a novella or a short story and then expanded into a novel by with extra. extra- <laughs> and the way I say my machete order for more than human read part two Mm. which I've not given away too much of read part three which Mm -hmm. I've only given away one part of Mm -hmm. and then read part one and know that it's a bit rough (laughs) you know right
1: be in a good place before you read it but
0: you'll also appreciate it it is it's sort of like if you're interested fill in the backstory because it is good to fill in some of that backstory and there are some good moments in there and you do realise that oh these characters are more connected than you thought but sometimes the characters being more connected than you thought is good, yeah. And I think in this way it's good because it shows more connections. So I'm like, ah, Miss Q and the characters that are in part two. There is more connection there, and it kind right. of and it does make more sense. But when it's being told for you the first time, it doesn't make sense because no, you're like, not. oh, this character is here and then just disappears for the rest of the book and then comes back with no connection with those characters and, and then disappears again. Yeah. And then part two happens and you're like, oh, I didn't know, no, of course you know, not
1: thing is, this reminds me so much of this whole, like, if there's a a thing I read about. Yeah. I I read about a story that happened in in the world. Yeah. And then I go to the Wikipedia page because I want to know more about it. So this reminds me a little bit of, you get a good story and then you really enjoy it Mm. and you want to find out more about it. So then you go to the Wikipedia page and read more about it. And in this case you then can go, oh, I want to actually know more about it, and then I read part three and one.
0: Uh, Yeah, no. Yeah, kind of. You know. Not totally. No, but Not totally. a little bit. Not totally. Um, it's more like reading a book and then reading another book and going, is there more of this? And going, oh, fan fiction, and then reading some fan fiction, which is about <laughs> the young life of this character or whatever. Yeah. Or it's like reading the Bible and going, oh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then you're like what was what was jesus like when he was a kid and you go back and read the you know the infancy gospels of thomas or that whatever exists it yeah and it's crazy because huh. he's like uh well you know me and the bible and how yeah, much I'm you, reading you this. And the bible. i read into this this is Thomas? this is this is the apocrypha or whatever like this is the non-canonical books oh. and it's all about uh the, the analogy that i've heard a few times actually the omnibus episode a podcast did an episode on some of this which was about the foreskin of jesus which is the what the, the oh. foreskin of jesus yeah like jesus was jewish he was <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was he was <laughs> no, circumcised yeah, no, I, I just didn't what happened the... to his foreskin
1: I don't know it's a bit of skin somebody ch- ch- chucked it to the dogs
0: no it's it's got a 2000 year history and it's now well, in a chapel in in, uh, so in the outside of it's outside a piece of all it's not. it's not it's not even it's just whatever it doesn't matter whatever either a, way either oh. way it's like what was what was jesus get up to when he was young it that's what this is sort of like it's mm. it, it the prequel is sort of like do you did you ever imagine what darth vader was like as a child it's like no what's that got to do with anything and so i'm like well here it is and you're like eh. you didn't optional. ask for it you didn't here ask for it, it anyway. but here it is anyway yeah. but yeah so just imagine like what imagine watching episode one and mm. not knowing that anakin was darth vader or why he was important yeah, to i'm sure
1: there are literally people living on this planet yes, who experienced it yeah, this of way course.
0: they watch it that way Poor and you're people. Like, they have a different reading and that's what actually that's what um uh, george lucas says when uh, when he was making the prequels mm-hmm. he's like look depending on the way the that you watch front, these yeah. movie movies it's like very it's kind of very experimental movie making in that way mm-hmm. which is like watch them in this order you get one story mm. watch them in this other order you get another mm-hmm. story and you're like oh okay that's mm-hmm. i mean accidentally interesting it's like disappointing
1: what what kind of it's not like asking when when were you born but yeah. what is your story yeah, for is star your, wars
0: what is your and that's that was my theory of 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 now what star wars is like the the original trilogy Made Star Wars into Luke's story. It's very much Luke. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's his story from going from one to the other. Yeah. But then with the inclusion of the prequel trilogy, it's actually um, it becomes Anakin's story. Like it's the, the, yeah. the overall, it's the Anakin Darth yeah. Vader storyline from start to finish. Yeah. And then with the 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 sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. what was that? Two eight nine, nine. Uh, seven seven eight nine. Eight, seven eight nine eight seven eight and nine. nine. Yeah. yeah it's actually the, the Palpatine uh, story. Like the character yes. who is through all of them yeah. is actually the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually telling now him. And the the, fi- the last yeah. Jedi is his granddaughter or whatever like that. Yeah. But it's very much now, ah, it's, it's actually now, he's it's, the one who comes yeah. back. And even though he's only in that last movie, it actually makes the entire yeah. story. Um, yeah, it makes
1: sense. Because in the first one, he is the one that actually, that he gets into the power for the first yeah. time, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yes. That's, the, that's the whole point yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, it's how he become the first m- movie. Is, he becomes
1: the president. No, well, no he, way, he's yeah. just
0: at one guy, and yeah, then they're like, a, oh, because oh, isn't of he Naboo. Just a sen- yeah, he's, he's a,
1: one of the senators. Yeah, no? one of the senators,
0: yeah. and then he goes, well, now I've been elected as the president. And you're exactly. like, oh, uh-huh. you know, and you, I mean, of course, you see who it is and how how he's going through. Yeah. and then yeah. And you're realizing, oh, okay, so Mm -hmm. if he dies in episode six and then comes back by episode nine, Mm -hmm. the whole story now is about him because he created Anakin. He tells the story of, was it Darth Sidious or Darth Pelagius or or whatever it is, like he can use the Force so much he creates life. Mm -hmm. And he's like saying that to Anakin, you're like, oh... It, it's his story it's yeah. him it, this yeah, whole I, thing I, is I never his really looked at it this and...
1: way but yes depending on where you start it becomes about a different character yeah
0: the, the whole the whole nine the movie sequence arcs. is yeah. actually about the emperor is about ah. Palatine oh, that's, that's my theory of like that's of great I've never you, heard of that well, yeah, because it's well. Maybe I haven't told you. Anyway, no, that's the way haven't. that I look at it. That's I think I, I think we have talked about this. No, either way, either way, what happens in this story? So it's a with Theodore Sturgeon two three one thing. It definitely do a two three one. Okay, and if you just read the middle story, it's definitely a Jerry story. Yeah. And then if you read one and two, it's that it's a it's a it's a there's more included. If you know, okay. what I mean. it's a Jerry hip and. Uh, Uh, laney story and then if you read the first one but again if you just start with the first one it's an all over the place story there isn't that focus you know there isn't that okay who's the story about which is a bit difficult because it's homo gestalt and it's about you know the birth of a new form of humanity which is more is that a word
1: you actually use in english gestalt
0: yeah it's a german word is it yeah what does it mean in german
1: like body or like a figure yeah a gestalt is like when you when you stand in the in the uh, in the mist and you see a, a, figure. a figure appearing. In and English, then it's, a, it's a mostly used
0: the, or the way that I know it is about. It's more than it's kind of like a an, a, a, a collection of parts mm-hmm. like that make up a body. But like when you say,
1: oh, we're looking it's like at a problem, like a Frankenstein problem. kind of a, a Frankenstein's monster is a maybe. Gestalt. I don't know. Like, I would according th- to your what you just said,
0: it would be okay. I'm gonna look up. Uh, uh, gestalt. Just, I'm gonna just click here. Oh, I obviously pressed the wrong button here.
1: <laughs> Luke can't use his keyboard with one hand.
0: Gestalt, um, an organized whole that is perceived as more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and we can look here. Oh, that's Gestalt psychology, which isn't pretty much isn't what I want. Uh, gestalt Institute Berlin. Yes, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Go to the Miriam Merriam-Webster here. Um, uh, when he gets rolling, you're not responding to a single jokes. You're, it's the whole gestalt of the movie that's funny. That's, I'm just using it in context here. Yeah. Um, general quality or character of something, the gestalt of management or the old Hollywood gestalt. Oh, yeah. Where the daughters yeah. adored and romanticized their charismatic, powerful, often unavailable fathers. So it's sort of like talking about like the just, outline, yeah, that Like, like the... just this one thing in one th- place is an example of something. Mm-hmm. But when you see the Gestalt, you yeah. realize you know how important yeah, yeah. it is, or how you know as it goes all the way through. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if you now would search for the German word, um, it. Well, yeah It has a little bit different meaning, more literal, because this is where it comes from. Yeah, but, um, German
0: literally shape or form yes, is just what it means. Exactly.
1: So, yeah. so anything can have a Gestalt.
0: I'm gonna rate this book. Go for it. Four stars.
1: Ooh. So it it equals it out.
0: It equals out. Like again, my first read through would have been maybe four, th- like three, three. For, it, I don't know It's just a really rough start mm. Like how about A badly structured Confusingly written book mm. About lots and lots Of child abuse And you oh. know Children in <laughs> rough situations Is like This isn't fun It gets yeah. more fun And you're like Just when it gets fun You're like And now Death in childbirth and you know Uh, misfigured babies, disabled babies, and you're like, okay, okay. And then you read part two and you're like, oh, this is a much fresher, easy way into it. Even though the main character is a complete sociopath, but that kind of plays out. Like, okay, you can't have a sociopath as the as the main central part of a human uh, thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then my second read through was more enjoyable, mostly because I kind of tailored it for myself. So that's why I'm giving it four stars.
1: Okay. You know, what this reminds me a bit of.
0: Okay, another thing it reminds you of go for it. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's this it reminds h- you of
0: Star Wars and Wikipedia and
1: and the idea of an organism that comes together out of little things like yeah. an ant figure that you know, um oh, sorry, I just touched the microphone. Um the um um I just read this book by Adrian Tchaikovsky or oh, I'm currently reading it and there is these ants things and spiders and stuff and then you have this thing where the the ants, they get together and they form this gestalt. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I say, this has been done in science fiction many times. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's... And you can almost say it like like, when you brought up X-Men. In fact, that's that's what Ziven says. He's sort of like, um, it's the... uh, it's like uh, what is it saying? So it's it's sort of like uh, it's a appearance of superhumans did not result in superhero scenario. This book for me is nothing to do with superheroes. No, obviously, but it, they are yeah. some like superhumans or more than human kind yes. of pe- people with things like. And so you like again, if you, if you want to compare this to superheroes, so if you say it's like the X Men, but it's like at the end of the movie of the X Men when there's a battle and they all come together, and yeah. this one like you know that Professor X is controlling stuff with his mind and this other person's going controlling the weather and somebody is coming in and can be a healer so they can take as much damage and someone else can move really fast and get people... You know, like, together they form a team. Mm. But just imagine that together they don't form a team... But individually they are incapable of of doing anything Together they become a single unit It's not so it's like To function
1: in society together
0: No, No, they live in the woods They don't function in society Oh,
1: just in general Just just to actually
0: function as as an organism Right You know
1: That's an an interesting concept
0: yeah, it's more like it's more like you know the um, uh, a fire upon the deep novel by mm-hmm. Verne Vingy. Oh,
1: with the little dog seal Well, they're not little, but the seal. Seal oh, dog seal and things, and they
0: communicate. They come together mm-hmm. into sort of like a you know with either. Th- four or like three to six of them get together but actually that improves their mental capacity Uh so they can even they can even function mentally together so it's more like that that if you separate any one of them off too much Mm. they i mean some of them are more capable than the others but as a as a whole group um they
1: can work together and do stuff yeah yeah Uh,
0: interesting and not just do stuff but also just survive and look after themselves yeah um and I'm cool. not going to give anything more away to that. Four stars, highly rated book. If you read it really my order, good. slightly less highly rated if you read it in the in the order that the author intended.
1: Did you read anything uh, of Theodore Sturgeon? Anything? Any other books before this one?
0: Shall I click on his uh, on his author page here yeah. on Goodreads?
1: But you you haven't reviewed any on the. Uh, do think so. pl- No, I
0: think this is the first one. Venus plus X, the dreaming jewels, some of your blood, E Pluribus Unicorn. God body um, the complete stories of Theodore Sturgeon no I don't think I have actually mm. this is the first one interesting this might be the, the only book of his I've read and maybe maybe some short you know, stories when, other short stories or when well.
1: you picked up a book in oh, the library a quick a quick,
0: uh, a quick, uh, a quick um, oh audible thing.
1: yeah how was the audible. audio narration
0: this uh, narration is really good. I've heard good things about Harlan, Harlan Ellison doing audiobook narrations yeah. before. He's apparently very good. I've only listened to a few short stories that he's narrated. I don't think he's narrated that many full okay. novels, but um, he is uh, uh, he is uh, one of these guys. But also Stefan Rudnicki, who I've listened to a lot. It turns out a, a lot of these audiobooks, which were in the Audible Free Library, mm-hmm. loads of them are narrated by Stefan Rudnicki. So he actually does part one and two Two, uh, three. Oh. and Harlan Ellison does, does part, part two and he's got kind of an old man's voice mm. but m- sells the voice of a 15 year old kid really well like I don't know how he does it <laughs> but it's really really good quality Okay, Again, it might not be to everyone's taste yeah. but it's it's a good performance like a really good like a- acting performance of someone who knows the material well enough to kind of get the character and get what's going on there. Cool. Harlan Ellison is another... He's a an author who also wrote some Star Trek episodes back in the oh. 1960s and other stuff. Ah, but um, I, I always find his novel... The, the, the few things of his that I've read, I've never really got into. Mm. And also, apparently as a person, like every single thing I've ever read about him as a person makes me not like him at all. Like every single... Like I've never heard a Except single story voice. about of him about him by him that mm. has ever made me think highly of him at all but again he's another one of these legendary 1960s mm. science fiction authors um so that's it we've talked about this book for 41 minutes if you want to follow us on twitter you can i'm at luke burridge and Julianne is at juku berlin yeah we're also on instagram under those same names yes um you can email me luke at juggler.net. And uh, with any book recommendations or comments or anything like that. But again, Goodreads is another good way to, uh, to chat with us too. That's And true. it's also good for me to see what you think of books. For example, here, let's, go to, let's scroll down here. Uh, Diva Diane rated this book five stars. Well, almost. Don't let the beginning put you off, she says. <laughs> Keep um, going. So uh, Amanda rates it five stars. Ziven rated it four stars. Um, and I realised he, he pretty much just posted the his review in the books I would like to see reviewed. Yeah. So some of the side cartoons, uh, side characters are cartoonish, which is... Pretty good. Uh, uh, Mick Nimmel rated it five stars. Thomas, five stars. Yeah, Daniel, five stars. Michael Wood, lots of five stars. Your friends
1: rated very highly. No. Oh, this is it no, not It sorts the
0: by ratings if there's no review. So, oh. of course, it's going to look like they rate it highly. Are these all your friends? Yes. It's because I haven't scrolled past the five stars. You're only seeing the five stars because I haven't scrolled past them yet. So let's scroll down a bit further. Yeah, there are quite a few people who rate it three stars. And then uh, Jeffrey Smith and Jason Pullen rated it two stars. Um,
1: a lot of your friends actually read it, though. That's yeah, it's, quite one impressive. Of the, it's a
0: classic science fiction book okay. and held up as one of the great examples of 1950 science fiction. It was nominated for a retro Hugo and stuff like so it was oh, picked out. Hugo. So it was picked out by people 50 years later yeah. for like, hey, there was no Hugo given out in 1952. <laughs> what are the four best books of that year? Of that year. We'll give one of them a Hugo. And this book was picked out from okay. that year. So that's, that's the that's the level of of uh, that it's working at. There. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of people rate, added it to read lists and things like that. What's the uh,
1: average then? Uh, the average rating on Goodreads?
0: Uh, 3.95. An average rating among friends is a 3.82. So, you know, generally about, a 4.4, a yeah. four, four, a four-star book. Yeah. Uh, finally, if you would like to support us on Patreon, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. Um, thank you very much to all of our science fiction book review podcast listeners who are our, also supporting us on Patreon. There's quite a few, I say quite a few, like at the moment we're up to what sixty sixty Patreon supporters yeah and maybe ten of those are uh, SFBRP. SFBRP listeners rather so than much. jugglers who are supporting our juggling output so thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters if you do become a supporter of ours on Patreon uh, just know that as an SFBRP listener we don't do any bonus content for for jugglers we do a special and bonus content for mm-hmm. our uh, Patreon supporters you get like the juggling podcast and sometimes early access to videos and you know access to chat with me and stuff like that yeah. but uh as, a, uh as a as a as a sobrp listener it's just a thank you and a, a support to us to keep reading books like i say the the support that we've got we get from patreon uh, we it means we don't have to worry about like hey there's a novella we want to read and yeah. normally you don't want to spend the money on a novella rather than a novel we just we just get it and it's read so nice it. to just yeah
1: be able to buy books
0: yeah and not worry about that yeah. kind of stuff like yeah. oh i need an extra audible credit or i want to help it just goes to that so thank you very much again if you'd like like to support us financially please and this will be fantastic like again i think my my covid uh help my financial help from the german government might not be extending that much longer so every little bit helps patreon.com forward slash luke Burridge. thank Uh, you thank you very much that's it from us thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time
1: goodbye